Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Full work limited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Okay, stand by. This is Tanner and Drew's Donkey, Donkey. Show. A yay yay! Yeah! yeah, give me your best. A yay yay, Marcus. A yay yay! A yay yay! A yay yay! Yeah. That's all I got. Yeah. Happy, uh, what is it, Tuesday? Happy Tuesday. Thanks for checking out Tanner and Drew's Donkey Show podcast. Heard daily at 1059thebrew.com. I'm Tanner. Drew's there. Uh, Marcus is on the mic at his house. Yeah. Uh, welcome back from your trip, you guys. Uh, we'll get to that in just a second. Also coming up on this podcast, uh, comedian Josh Johnson, who's got a special on Comedy Central this Friday night, will be joining us. Oh, nice. Writer from the uh, Daily Show. Yeah, writes for the Daily Show with Trevor Noah. We'll have him on here in just a few. So you guys were in Las Vegas over the weekend. Uh, Drew, I believe you got back yesterday morning, yeah? I did. Oh, man, what a brutal flight time. What uh, what time was the flight? Uh, It left at 6.55. Oh, my God in heaven. Yeah, so that was a a wild ride. (laughs) Cheers. And so uh, it was so early, you know, and but you're in Las Vegas, you can't go to bed at 7 p.m., so what do no. you do? I went to Old Town and got hammered <laughs> uh, Fremont Street and just tied it on one more time, and I just figured I could do it on two and a half, uh, maybe three hours sleep, and that proved to be a, a, a bit of an uphill battle. Um, and a mask at an airport is a different kind of hangover. Yeah, it's a, it's a young man's thing, you know, that's mm-hmm. something you, you handle in your early 20s. And when it comes to dehydration, like that hits on a different level in Las Vegas. Like when I when I got to the airport to leave to go home, and people who don't know, I have a history of my legs cramping up in Las Vegas. It's happened many times. You've been there many times when it's happened. Yeah, but you hadn't been there in eleven years, so we thought maybe the curse had been broken. And both times before, I had worked out aggressively on my legs for while out of shape right before we went. So. I was already going to be hurt on in wetland. In the desert, it destroyed me. So I figured, I'm in good shape now. I'm going to be fine. And everything was pretty good most of the time. And then I was at the airport yesterday, and I'm like, dude, I, my, egg, my legs, I can feel my heartbeat in my calf. Mm-hmm. I'm like, what is going on? And I, dude, I look down, and my legs are so swollen between my knee and my ankle that the like that it's bulging over my shoe like water retention like I've I've never seen water retention on me in general it scared the shit out of me I thought like I was going to end up in the hospital yeah um and fa- realized later that when I did get home that I had about 15 extra pounds on my body I was gaining over a pound an hour of water mm. like every Jeez. time I checked I was heavier and heavier did you, were your legs uh, tender? Oh, they hurt like hell, like somebody had beaten them with a with a bag of rocks. Mm-hmm. And you know, it's when I got home and you know did a little more research. It's true dehydration. It was 
eating seven hamburgers, and that's not an exaggeration, seven hamburgers in three days in 107-degree heat, just bucket after bucket of booze. I mean, I just, you know, I, I'm turned 40. I went all in, and <laughs> and uh, it wasn't until this morning that I could even see the bones in my foot. Wow. And we're still not there. I still look like I, you know, could use a little ankle help. I mean, it always takes you a couple of days to bounce back from a, a good Vegas trip. Mm-hmm. That's when you know you had a good time. Yeah, I, you know... I like Vegas. I I was happy to be back there. It is one of the most expensive places, just moment to moment. You know, like, oh, I would like yeah. a sip of water, bam. Oh, you <laughs> want you want a corn dog bite? Bam, bam, bam. Like, you know, you want like to even drink in a water? You know, I, just, I, I just wanted to, you know, get a quick beer at that circle bar at the base of the MGM, you know, where the hotel rooms kind of meet. They rear back and kick you right in the bunch. It was like a $9, $10 beer, you know, just to- Before just, your tip. Yeah, just that, exactly, and and I just want that was just like my pre-funk, you know, ten dollars, you know, Marcus, you, you know, this uh, growing up uh, and Eugene going to college, that ten dollars, that's a good, you know, that's a lot of beer. That's a fade. That's a good fade. Uh, yeah. I mean, Wednesday nights back at the old Taylor's when it used to exist was dollar beers, and if you went down there with ten bucks and had a had a good buddy as a bartender. Uh, you know, five bucks of that went to beer, five bucks of it went to tip, and you still got to have a good time. I mean, that you couldn't yeah. even, uh, no place in Vegas to do that except Fremont Street, where they sell them once again, 324s for, for nine bucks in the store. But yeah, you got to be doing that party. I mean, I, I think uh, Ashley and I went walking around Thursday night just because we got there super late. And uh, we were in the Bellagio checking out the flower garden and went over to the bar just because we were parched. I bought two Coors Lights, and it was $22.83. Yeah, it's Jesus. nuts. You know that pre-funk drink you're talking about, Tanner? You're, you're coming in clean, wallets full, all smiles. Yeah. Amy and I grabbed one of those, but we're like, oh, man, we're, we're right here in the food court. We'll grab two White Claws. That's all it was. And it and I looked at Amy when I got the bill, and then I tipped It the takes person. a pre-funk smile right off your face. And so it was like $27 <laughs> after the tip for the for the two drinks. And I look at her and I go, I'm going to say this once and only once because I'm not here to ruin trips. That was a case. That was one case at Costco of Seltzer. It's crazy. We got two. Let's go party. Yeah, it's crazy expensive. It's, I just had to shut up after that. The, you know? Yeah, the last time I went to Vegas, which was, what, three weeks ago now, it was the most expensive trip because they're cranking everything up now because- they they've been hurt in the last year. Payback time. So right now they're getting their they're getting theirs, and mm. they're char- even Spirit Airlines. Man, they're charging you for everything. They charge you for the flight, and then when you get there, they charge you for the seat, and then they charge you for your bag. You know, it's like what the hell are we doing? So this is what I wanted to tell you earlier was uh, not on the show, but we were talking about Spirit and how they how they put the screws on you. I had heard everything that you said, so I'm sitting there, and the girl in front of me orders a water. And I want to see how this plays out. Because Amy's like, just grab me a black coffee. I go, you know I'm buying that, right? And she goes, no, it's black coffee. I told you over and over. They're going to charge you for everything. So she watches with me because yeah. she doesn't believe it. Person in front, hi, can I get a glass of water? And she goes, um, if you'd like to buy a glass of water, I can give you that. Otherwise, I can give you a cup of ice. Oh, my Dude, God. Dude, she basically looked her dead in the face and told her to suck ice <laughs> all the way to Las Vegas. <laughs> And she did just that. I don't and, uh, mind ice. I'll take ice. And I don't mind ice either. But, but if, that's I, ridiculous. if I'm in the boardroom, right, yeah. I am going to raise the argument that we're above this type of behavior. And water should be something that, you know. You have to give me or I will die. That's, I, feel like, I feel like we're in the air. This is the airplane. You've got to give me water. And everyone if anything. Knows, 
flying makes you dehydrated. No matter who you are, it takes water out of yeah. your body. You should get free water back. Well, hopefully they'll see enough fights on Spirit Airlines, and they might change that. You yeah. know, someone gets hit in the face of the water bottle, and they might. And your argument should be that, that. not that, that you didn't like the flight attendant. I was hallucinating because they won't <laughs> give you water. Right. I, I already <laughs> spent all my money on the f- fucking flight. Every last cent. I had a backpack. I had one extra inch on it, and they charged me the rest of my cash. Marcus, I hear you had a damn heat stroke in Las Vegas. Yeah, man, it was uh, unlike anything I've ever I've ever been through, and oh Drew can God. attest to it. It was it was out of nowhere for me. Um, you know, I've been through. That was my fifteenth trip to Vegas. I've been through the bad parties. I've been through the hangovers. I've been through the sickness. I've been through all the things that can happen to you in Vegas. I mean, Vegas was e- Marcus was even in Las Vegas once when with his family when somebody passed away. Like a buddy of his died in the hotel room with Marcus. Everything has happened to Marcus in Vegas, and now really everything has because I've heard heat stroke and I'd never really thought twice about it. It's never happened to me personally anywhere else in my life through all the sports and everything like that and. Um, yeah, it was uh, Saturday night, which was, you know, we were celebrating Drew's birthday, and I felt I felt really fucking terrible about it, first off, and he already knows this. We've gone through this already, so, but it was like, you know, like we left the pool, again, things were fine. <laughs> the wife and I were getting ready in the hotel yeah, I room. I haven't heard it yet. <laughs> well, okay, so, yeah, we, we leave the pool. Things are fine. We had a great time at the pool. No problems whatsoever. Get up to the hotel room. We're changing. Everything's fine. We're, Ashley and I are having a good time. We're partying, you know? And we get down to the New York, New York to grab a quick slice of pizza, and we're going to head off to this attraction that's kind of like a trippy visual thing. And everything fucking changed for me down there in the New York, New York. Like, I I went from just fine and enjoying myself to, guys, if I go with you, I might ruin your experience. You know, I remember last time we were in Vegas, we went, what was it, rain? We went to that club, and we were in the limousine. I looked across at Marcus. Marcus rallied at the end of the night and pulled through, but Marcus looked like he was going to die. I've never seen a man more green, except for Doug's friend on that Nickelodeon yes. show, so, Skeeter or whatever. <laughs> yeah, and I, I think that, that I think it's a, a good thing to point out is that, you know, while the heat was hot, right, and he definitely had some heat stroke going on, there was a heat stroke with a side of buckets and buckets well, of alcohol. I mean, it, because here, just hold on, let me let me finish this thought out real quick. Amy like was telling me on the way home at the airport yesterday. She's like. One thing that could have led to being so, you know, stroked out was that since it was my birthday, Amy had to pump the brakes because she had to be there to make sure that I don't miss my own party. She only drank three beers or three drinks at that at that pool. We spent four hundred and some dollars. We drank a lot of alcohol. Mm-hmm. So, I'm, yeah. you know, it's it's both. Yeah. But it's what else are you going to do? It's Las Vegas. Well, and, and for me, too, like, if I get to that point, with a lot like what Tanner said when we were all there together, I, I, I feel that point in myself, and I go, gee, the, the, the first thought that I always have is I do not want to be the guy that ruins this party for everyone else. If my party's done, my party's done. That's yeah, you don't want to be the guy I, who vomits in the lazy river. Mm-hmm. Or the limo, or the cab on the way to the experience, or at the experience. I don't want to ever be that guy. That's why when when I said, I have to go get myself right right now, if I can get myself right, you guys got to let me go back to the room, and I'll meet you out later if I can. And my wife said, I'll come with you. And I said, absolutely not, because that's ruining your party too. Go. Everybody fucking go. Just let me try. And I, the reason I said that is because I thought I would be able to bring myself back. And after 
hours in the room doing everything. I mean, I, I pounded the Powerades. I had food. I forced myself to throw up. I drank a beer. I was in the what shower did, turning from What cold did it feel like? I never had to, A buddy of mine when I was a kid had heat stroke a lot. His name was Eric. He had heat stroke all the time. We'd be riding bikes together in Dallas, Texas, and I'd turn around and Eric's gone. It's because he passed out somewhere around the block. You know what I mean? So, but, but I don't know what it feels like. It's up there with deep, deep flu, food poisoning, alcohol poisoning. It's kind of that whole it holds your whole soul down. You, you yeah, know that I feeling. Mean, the closest thing recently that I could compare it to was after my first COVID shot. How I felt like I had a lead jacket on and like my my faculties were there. I was lucid. Everything was going through my brain and working, but my body wouldn't come with. Mm. It was just like I was I was weighed down, and I kept trying and kept trying. And I didn't realize it was heat stroke until, and this is pathetic, but I, it never had crossed my mind about, and I don't want to say heat stroke, I think more heat exhaustion might be a better word, because I think stroke's a little bit more dangerous, but I was just kind of moseying around the hotel room, feeling like garbage, and there was a bag of potato chips open. I ate one potato chip, and my life came alive for like three minutes, and I'm like, oh my god, I don't have any electrolytes in my body. I've drank like 120 ounces of water in this hotel room trying to get better, and I haven't had one electrolyte since dinner. And I one I drank 120 one brought beers because it felt like it. <laughs> yeah, for three minutes it brought me back, but yeah. then after that it was it was right Dude, back to and the Tanner, hole. And when he when he had to quit the night, he was halfway through a slice. I actually was texting with you when when he had to go. We were just gotten. Slices. Oh, that was early on. That was like six something in, at, yeah, at night. Oh, yeah, he missed the whole party. Oh, but, brutal. You know, granted, he was at Fremont with me the next night, and we did have a blast. But the do you see the performance te- uh, tweaker making corn or making shit out of corn? You did. Marcus, remember the guy? He, Marcus so hammered. He's like, I'm not sure. Heat stroke two, day I, two. I, I don't know. When I was there, this performance tweaker was making shit out of corn, but I don't know what he was making. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire. Huh? Ah. Oh. Sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Did he actually end up making anything, or is he just twisting it into knots and then just leaving it there? He was doing the same thing that your pictures showed. It was just like, it was like, beginning of a project just organizing but he never actually did yeah. anything i think they just <laughs> deliver it and he throws the shit out at the end of the night but mm. yeah the performance tweaker we watched mostly was just a a meth head who had decided they were in love with a stranger and it was a whole miming thing while it smoked cigarettes mm-hmm. it was a crazy crazy thing i love vegas i'm gonna go again later on this year uh i'm i'm, I'm trying to figure out which i'll you know what i want to do i want to do another trip to vegas at some point and then i want to go to now that california opened up today I really want to go to Galaxy's Edge and and the Avengers Campus. Well, I want yeah, to see it all two now. for one now. And it's gonna have to be down. I'm gonna have to be down there for a whole week. I'm thinking, and this is glass half full, so you like the idea because you're in the planning process. I'm hoping that since they've opened up the Marvel part, that it'll it relieves a little bit of the pressure on the Galaxy's Edge. Yes, yes. the goiter that I'm was hoping. Galaxy's I'm, Edge has been relieved. That or it brings even more weirdos down to the park, and it's an, even more of a nightmare. This is where our powers combine. Because like, what's parking? I've never been to Disneyland, so I don't know what's. Do you have to park 40, like 40 miles away and then take a train in? Because that's in my head. It's uh, you know, it's it's a long way in. Yeah, you get a lot of walking in. Your Fitbit will be happy 
your thighs not so much. What about when you were in Vegas? Because I, I met my goal on my Fitbit by like like 11 a.m. On the first <laughs> you know, night. It's crazy. I was, you meet your steps. The last time I looked at my watch before midnight, it was at 26,000 steps. And then I woke up in the morning and I'm like, oh, my God. And I walked to pee and I hit 10,000 again. Just getting out of bed, so I, I yeah. was almost. It was well over thirty thousand that first day. It's like you eat like shit, but you know it doesn't go to your hips because you burn it all off just walking. I gained fifteen yep. pounds in Vegas. That's it, out water weight. Well, I'm hoping water it weight. goes away. It's still, the, it's not gone yet. Um, Actually, it's it's water weight fully and full on knowing that I watched Drew eat at least five of those seven burgers. <laughs> and um, is that not an exaggeration? I crushed food, Tanner. I was like, this is. Where'd it. you Where'd you eat? I ate everything oh. everywhere we went. I, I, dude, I even like the last night. I totally forgot till we were just talking a minute ago. I'm like, I think I had one last blue cheeseburger, and I did on Fremont Street. <laughs> had to get it. I had. There's a great burger place where the Lions used to be in the MGM. It's like a big sports bar now. Yeah. Do you remember yeah. right by the sports book there? I don't know the name of it, but I've been there. The pool has an epic barbecue cheeseburger that had two onion rings and two patties on it that mm-hmm. I crushed twice. Oh, man, it went on and on. It was great. This yeah. is how long it's been Love since Vegas. Drew's been to Vegas, and I completely forgot it had been so long since Drew went to Vegas when he looked at me and goes, isn't this where the Lions used to be? My first thought was that he was talking about like a Lions club, like for old men, you know, drinking scotch and smoking cigars. I was like, there was a Lions here? And then he's like, no, the real Lions, you idiot. And I was yes. like, oh, no, yeah. Yeah, this yeah. is where they used to be. It used to yeah. be a showpiece there. Like everyone went and looked at it. They had a it. bunch of them. And it's funny because the last time we were there, I think a couple, just a couple of months later, one of the Lions attacked a trainer, and that's when they took it away. Mm. We had just seen it. Well, now it's not cool. Like everyone had to delete their pictures with the Lions, you know, because it's like, oh my God, you're such a captivity a it's, it's crazy to think about it. Like, wow, they actually had Lions in a cage here? That's insane. With people just ripping <laughs> cigs around like, them at just, all hours? It just blows my mind, but it's Vegas. Don't worry, the smoke doesn't get in the cage. BS. <laughs> all right, we uh, we got we to gotta talk to this comedian here. Um, Trevor Noah presents Josh Johnson. He's got a, a special that's going to air on Comedy Central this Friday night at 11 p.m. 11 yeah. p.m. Josh Johnson, how are you, my friend? Good. How about you? We're doing very well. Trevor Noah presents Josh Johnson. Hashtag. Ooh. I don't know why I'm yelling. I'm just excited about it, Josh. <laughs> very excited. Oh, well, thank you. I'd rather you be excited. I mean, that's great. Yeah, not bummed out like, uh, Comedy Central presents, Trevor Noah presents, Josh Johnson. Yeah, and after all this time, it's hard right. not to be excited about a show. Right. Yeah. Aren't you excited to be back on stage after all this time? Yeah, no, this has been amazing. It's been an amazing couple months, and I'm looking forward to going on the road more. I'm you know, going to be in Madison the 17th to the 19th of this month, and then Bananas and you know, New Jersey on the 25th. So, and then in between, I've just been doing all the shows in New York that I can. Are you doing coronavirus material? Or are you trying to stay away from it just to take people's mind off of it at this point? Or are you just going right in, you know, balls deep into the corona? Yeah, you know, I do like, I, this, this is gonna, I'm not trying to sound cooler than I am, but I basically just do whatever I want in the moment. And so I don't do that many jokes about the virus because I feel like I've touched on a lot of it. You know, I mention it at least in the in the special and I've mentioned it in my mixtape and stuff. But other than that, I'm kind of done talking about it because I feel like I covered a lot of ground. And 
now I'm just I've moved on to just regular life stuff. And people are numb to it. You know, people want to hear, uh, you know, people want to hear about uh, new stuff now. We want to move on from all that drama. Right. Yeah. 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 It's like I only really mention it even if, if it's special because it feels crazy not to. Like imagine if you, it's like it's like a whole comedy special. And you're just like, I just bought a computer recently. Like that. Like guys, something happened. <laughs> yeah, you you probably point out that you at least know, yeah. so they don't have to pull you aside. A- at after least the acknowledge show. the elephant in the room, then move on from it. Right? Yeah, and different audiences. Yeah, yeah exactly. And you tell me if I'm wrong. I'm guessing two diff- different audiences in different cities. You have to bring it up more or less because, you know, like here in this state, you still got some regulations. I was just in Las Vegas. There were none. So it's it's like you can't talk about it forever in a place like that. But here you might bring it up before your computer. Yeah, that's a good point. I feel like that that's probably the best way to describe it. It's like depending on how much it is a part of the lives of the people that you're performing for depends on how much they probably expect you or even want you to touch on it, you know? Uh, now, you've been writing for The Daily Show, right? You have John uh, with Trevor Noah? Yes, sir. That's one of my favorite shows. I think that that show's great. So are you in the writing room every single day with these guys? Yeah, yeah. I mean, we're we're still, you know, remote and everything, but, it, you know, especially before the pandemic and stuff. Yeah, I was in the writer's room all the time. And, you know, I I, mm, I miss being with the other writers, not just because yeah. I love working with them, but like they're all my friends and everything. And just before the oh the pandemic hit, my office was popping. It was like, <laughs> <laughs> I bet my, my office space and I, we were mm, we were the place to be. And, you know, I, I've, I'm fascinated by the writing process of the show, like The Daily Show. So what time did you guys start, like 6 a.m.? And you just start, because you have to, you tape it like 3 or 4 in the afternoon, right? So you've got to be ready really early. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think that for the most part, you know, when I when I look at, like, the process that I go through and everything, I'm mostly thinking about pitches and stuff early in the day. But then when we all get together, that's... That, that, that's one of the things I love the most because it is so communal and like everyone is feeding off of each other and everyone is like providing different angles potentially for, for certain jokes or stories. And so the, the, the way that it is like beautifully collaborative is, is one of the things that makes it so fun to work there. Yeah. I would imagine it's a very fast paced environment too. It's, things, things are moving quickly. Yeah, like things can change, you know, throughout the day, especially since it's topical and you want to keep current and you want to make sure that if something is very important, you you address it. So that that stuff can make it feel way more fast paced. But it's also like such a uh, well-oiled machine that I, I don't feel panicked, you know? Yeah. It just, it must've been frustrating, you know, during the last administration, so many things would change within two or three hours. You got, you got a show planned. And then by the end of the day, the day's changed. All the news has changed. You know, that had to be a, a, a struggle. Yeah, that, that indeed was wild. I, <laughs> I don't foresee that happening as much anymore, but you know, it did happen <laughs> a lot. Right. Yeah, nutty year. Well, Trevor Noah presents Josh Johnson. Uh, get all the details on the website, 1059thebrew.com. Uh, we appreciate you coming on the show, my friend, and we look forward to uh, seeing you, man. Thank you so much. Yeah, check out the special on June 18th. We we would love for you to see it and enjoy it, and I'm happy to share it with you. Thank you, man. Comedy Central.
Make sure you check that out. Yeah. All right, it's now time for Buster Ass Marcus' segment, Real Fake News. Thank you, Tanner. We're going to start out in South Korea today, where a third eye has been invented uh, to prevent smartphone zombies from walking into things while they're focused on their screens. <laughs> okay. Now, uh, as just having spent some time in Las Vegas, which is a grown-up playground for drug addicts and alcoholics, Drew and I can both attest to the fact that when people are walking with their cell phone and they're not paying attention to what's going on around them, they will run into all things. People, uh, the lions that used to be at the MGM, it doesn't matter. Um, and, and I saw it a ton. I even was guilty of it once where I looked up and there was a guy way closer to me than I thought he was. And uh, it was that time that I put my phone back in my pocket. But a South Korean industrial designer, Peng Min Wook, says the uh, robotic eyeball can be strapped to a person's forehead, allowing them to browse injury-free. And what it does is whenever <laughs> you come within two meters of an object, the uh, eyeball blinks at you or beeps at you so you know to look up and uh, avoid said object and then get back to your smartphone zombieing. Oh All right. Uh, <laughs> it is a satirical solution, according to the designer. Uh, but he does believe that if humans continue with their addiction to the phones, that sooner or later will we we will evolve or evolve, excuse me, into having some sort of uh, of third eye like this that will help us look at two things at once. Basically, I hear it's uh, also it gonna it's gonna mess with our bone structure over time. The way we slouch, we're all gonna be curled up. I could see that because even when you just sit and stare at the phone for a bit, you're like, how? Oh no! And you got to roll your shoulders back and hold it. Yeah, dude, it's true. Actually, uh, the most uncomfortable I was all day yesterday during my trip home was after I played a game on my phone for about 10 minutes on the plane, and then I looked out the window and, like, a rib popped out of place. <laughs> like, so my, true. <laughs> my whole body is just not for it. Um, let's move a little closer to home here. In fact, real close to home for you guys. Uh, I know we've all had bad burritos, right? Yeah. Well, we've never had one that's gotten you suspended for four years. Like Shelby Houlihan, the American record holder in the 1,500 meters and the 5,000 meters, she was set to compete in the Tokyo Olympics, the World Championships, and uh, the Olympic trials that are coming to Eugene, like, now. Uh, but she was uh, suspended for having a performance-enhancing drug in her system by the World Anti-Doping Agency, and uh, you wouldn't believe this if I wasn't telling you during real fake news, but Shelby is blaming a burrito from a food cart near her home in Beaverton, Oregon, mm -hmm. uh, where it had she had a, a burrito containing pork, and then she tested positive for um, nandrolone, which is an androgen and anabolic steroid that increases muscle mass. It is commonly found in pork and she tested a uh, positive for five nanograms per milliliter shelby has since gone to a, a separate lab she's taken a lie detector test she's taken a hair test she's done everything she can to prove that this came from this burrito and it really does after reading this full article guys sounds like this is from the burrito but the world anti-doping agency doesn't want to hear it they have suspended mm -hmm. her for four years during the prime of her olympic track and field career and it's really sad because she's she's another one of these people from Oregon that just runs better than other people and um, she just set a world record recently but she's not going to be competing as it sits right now because of this goddamn burrito. She's well, probably crushed. Yeah and a lot of these people while we love to have them here in Oregon they travel here and they move to Beaverton and Nike campus and all this and, and Eugene in order to do these things 
I read this burrito story, and it's such a light sample of of steroid that I mean, I wish you could just fudge the line a little bit, but I'm yeah. I'm not the boss. Well, and here's the problem: the reason you can't fudge the line is because Russia just fudged, 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 fudged until they couldn't fudge it no more. And basically the whole world lost out on a lot of uh, gold medals that Russia took home because of that. So I think the World Anti-Doping Agency is out to make a point. It just sucks that it happens to somebody who's actually trying to do it the right way. Right. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and finally, a man has been reported to police after telling fellow shoppers that they should not wear face masks in England because he bizarrely warned that it has shrunk his manhood, according to police. Uh, <laughs> Officers in the Mercia Police uh, Safer Neighborhood team were stunned when they heard the man's strange reasoning for refusing to wear a mask in South Derbyshire. Uh, a spokesman said, quote, unbelievably, another seasoned shopper was reported to have advised customers not to wear face masks because he felt it caused the shrinking of an unmentionable, unmentionable body part. Mm-hmm. Um Nothing out of any of the science that I've looked at for the past year and a half says anything about shrinkage. But I mean, what he's doing I, look, is just going around telling strangers that his shit is shrinking. Yeah, he's That's just got a little wang. What are you doing, dude? You know, it's like, but well, I guess you know, if that's your thing, though, you, you now you've got a reason why you're a door hanger. It's exactly what I was gonna say. If you've spent your life making excuses for an abnormally small bent penis, now you've got um, a, now that, you've got an out. It used to be because of the depletion of the ozone layer. It's just whatever's hot this week. It's ridiculous. Yeah, it was it was 5G for a little bit before Corona, too. So <laughs> that wraps it up, guys. Thank 5G, you. 5G, not inches. We will see you tomorrow. You've been listening to Tanner and Drew's Donkey Show. Heard daily at 1059thebrew.com. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah. Oh. Sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.